Hi everyone, my name is Tyler Oakley and you are listening to Psychobabble, an unfiltered half hour of gossip sessions, pop culture scrutiny, and stories we've never told in videos. It's not just crazy talk, it's Psychobabble. In today's episode, we discuss all the things we never had when we were kids, what inside jokes we'd commemorate with Christmas ornaments, we praise and drag the Met Gala's campiest outfits, and we recap episode four of Amazing Race in Vietnam. Stick around, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, and live tweet as you listen with hashtag Psychobabble. Hi, Corey. Hi, Ty. What is up? A hi, Ty, my Ty, Ty, my Ty. I'm Mamrie Hart. I was with Hannah Hart today. Oh, you did? What did you do? Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, you did? What did you do? We recorded an episode of her podcast. Oh, really? It was enthralling. It was exciting. We um We talked about turning 30. The theme was about... Your expectations with 30, your relationship with 30, what it felt, what it means, blah, 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 blah. It was interesting. You know, it and, was deep. And what? Is it deep? Did you go there? Should we spoil I, her podcast and talk about it on our own? Yeah, I, I went there and there's no reason to go listen. So that's <laughs> that. Thank you. I'm kidding. You can listen. It's um uh, anywhere podcasts are played, I guess, you know. Anywhere podcasts are played. I yeah. think our I think our podcast is now on uh, Pandora. Oh, thank God! I think people I s- people the people have been clamoring for. I think those Pandora, Pandora. What do we call our Pandora listeners? Our our panda babies. Our Pandorable <laughs> ghosties. <cycle> ghosties. <laughs> Pandorable ghosties. Hey, Pandorable ghosties! It's your boy. I could be wrong. I vaguely remember reading an email. Well, I think if we you're listening on... on Pandora, you say hey. Just let us know. <laughs> you 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 tell us. You if... tell us. Corey, what what what's up? What's new this week? What do you what did you do this weekend? Well, I'm wearing my Maggie Rogers shirt, as you can see. Oh, I love it. Did you get that at Coachella or did you get it separately? Oh no, I bought it online afterward. I didn't go to a merch stand at Coachella. They sell a lot of merch, but I never once has it crossed my mind to go buy something at Coachella or like at a concert or anywhere, you know? Uh, I mean, I definitely, if it's someone I really like, I'm going to stop at the merch booth to support, you know? I know, but like at a festival, I don't want to walk around with it. Oh, heavens no. Heavens Um, no. I mean, that was like Kanye was selling his fucking Sunday service merch at Coachella Weekend too for like $800 for a hoodie. And I thought, in what world? I guess some people think, oh, this is like a collectible. This is a moment. Bitch, this is like a. I can iron on those letters onto like a white hoodie for you, and I will charge you a hundred dollars. Should I undercut them? <laughs> that sounds like a District Lines exclusive. Do you think Kanye still needs money from Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> what happened there? Do I, I don't remember the drama. Years ago, wasn't he tweeting? Hey, he was tweeting at Mark Zuckerberg about how he wanted a meeting because he had big ideas. Okay. Did anything go down? Those were much simpler times. If that was like the big highlight of the day compared to like Russians hacking on election. Blah, 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 blah. It's, it's weird. We I were had spoiled. A, I, had a, I had a little note here on our things to talk about list that I was going to say, hey, everybody, if you're not registered to vote, friendly reminder to do it early. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah, it's kind of like an evergreen reminder. 
If you're I, if you've recently turned eighteen, I think thing they should automatically register to vote. If you automatically put me in the draft, you should automatically register me to vote, and that's well, that. That's what Michigan switched to after the last election, and now now the Republicans in Michigan are all up in arms about it because well, they know that I this love, isn't good for their gerrymandering and or their voter suppression. Yeah, I love that all the states are cracking down on voter suppression. I think that's the way to go. Because Say crack when, one more time. Crack? Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of crack? Oh, crack, crack. Step on a crack, make your... make. <laughs> step on a crack make your mother's bed that's what they say okay she's here uh what's my favorite kind of crack yeah like snap crackle pop uh Uh, what's cracking (laughs) what's cracking god that's something you could say uh cracking a knuckle cracking an ankle cracker jacks cracker jacks i think i do like cracker jacks what crack I don't fucking love when they're all check out the toy in the Cracker Jack and it's like a fucking sticker. Like, grow up. That's not a toy. That's not a sticker is not a toy. A sticker is vandalism, is what it what? is. Oh, oh Jesus. Have you um did you see the guy that got arrested or arrested or I don't know what it was in Florida because of his um I eat ass bumper sticker? No, that sounds not okay. Freedom like of an, speech. Uh, I know. And freedom of speech, freedom of expression, um, cracking down on uh, ass eating. <laughs> he got arrested. Is this real? Are you telling the truth? Yeah. Did you it was, check it this was, out on Snopes? It was a Florida man story, you know? <laughs> that sounds made up. Florida man feels discriminated against. Here we go. I, Six hours ago, Florida man... Arrested after refusing to remove I Eat Ass bumper sticker. I want to know who he is. I want to know his story. Where's the I Netflix know his, about him? I want to know his technique. Is he all tongue? Is he a little teeth? What's he doing? Is he spitting, sniffing, scorching? Go off. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> uh, I actually only said go off because I accidentally muted you and I had no idea what you actually said. And I thought... Well, you really, you saved yourself because I I was talking about him putting his snaggle tooth up somebody's hole. Oh, I can't wait to go back and listen when the episode comes out to find out what you actually said at that moment. I I lost my retainer in somebody's butt. Bitch, that wasn't a retainer. It was Invisalign. That was my my braces uh, rubber band. Ugh, I hated braces, rubber bands. I don't remember ever having rubber bands. I had braces, but I don't remember rubber bands. Well, I don't think everyone who has braces has rus- rubber bands. It's not like if and. It's not and then. What? Yes, and. <laughs> like my friend had braces and she had headgear, but like no one else at my school had. Nobody headgear. had headgear. I that swear was a, that was a TV girl thing. No. She had headgear, I swear on everything. It was my best friend. I'm not going to name names. You know her. You've met her. And the year she finally got her headgear, where she didn't have to wear the headgear portion anymore, her mom took the headgear and hung it on the Christmas tree as an ornament that year to embarrass her. No. Yeah. Oh, you sound like you couldn't care less. 
No, I was actually traumatized <laughs> no. for her. <laughs> no. It's a true she story. She didn't do that. She did. Her Christmas tree topper was a fucking headgear. Did someone say topper? <laughs> you topper? Did. I barely know her. Thank you. Speaking of toppers, where are you mm-hmm. going with, where are you going with this? No, no, no. I was not done. You know, I had a boyfriend back in the day who um I loved their family tradition for Christmas trees. They would always do uh like ornaments that would be like joke ornaments that they would give each other at Christmas to commemorate a dumb thing that they would, that somebody in the family did that year. A joke so like, ornament? It's <gasps> but like not joke per se, but like just like okay, a something gonna... that's an inside joke. Perfect. So I'm going to go through and name all of our joke ornaments between you and I for the last 12 years based off of all of our friendship. Who can remember that far? Who remembers anything? For year one, I'm getting you white denim. <laughs> Not white denim. White, white tap, tarp, baby gap, pants in the yes. form of an ornament. Sure. What about a boot filled with pee? Um, that, that's right around the same time, but yes, you can have it. What about a headless dolphin? <laughs> yes. I would okay. get you a little honey and a little boo ornament because you love um, them. Oh, yeah. A sure. little Miss Teen Shoot and Shoot ornament. Mm. Um, yeah, a Mario Kart ornament. Maybe, um, what else? I'm trying yeah, to remember. Uh, well, Oprah feel off the wagon. <laughs> ornament. A wagon. A wagon, and it can duct tape uh, Oprah to it. An Oprah one. Mm, a chicken nugget. Sure, obviously, of course. La- like lavender, a lavender wig ornament. Okay. You know. What about um, a, a hand? That's just in the shape of a fist. No, a hand that's uh, been painted brown in certain spots. From when you wiped your butt with your hand? No, <laughs> something about uh, Mary. That? No, I, you don't want me to. You know about that? You are you embarrassing me or are you embarrassing yourself? I'm embarrassing you, but it's not even embarrassing you, but embarrassing somebody through you. You know about that? Through the transitive property of life. <laughs> if I fart in your mouth and uh, you fart... No. So, anyway. Uh, and then this year you get me another Christmas alone ornament. Uh, no. What would I get you this year? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Baby, we're only five months in. No, you know what you could get me this year? I'm Uh, still very curious about this hand. uh, You know what I'm talking about. What year is it from? When we lived in San Francisco. Oh, I know what that is. But that's not for me. That's why I said it wasn't really for you. It's for you adjacent. No, you know what you could get me this year is something... um, Something to fix your dead tooth? <laughs> no. Something from your birthday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you want for my birthday. Wow. Our trees what? are going to be so pretty. <laughs> I think, yeah. We had a really nice tree when we lived together in San Francisco. That was all my tree. That was I all my think it ornaments. Was, you really junked it up, though. Uh, no, bitch. Occasionally, you would get some sort of fucking pickle ornament in your P.O. Box video. Yeah, that's why I shut down the P.O. Box. And <laughs> you would get a fucking... And you would be all, come downstairs, can I put this pickle ornament on your tree? And I thought, fuck you, no. This does Are not you- go with my peppermint themed yeah Christmas your tr- tree. your tree is very... Sh- it's, it's wanting to be chic. It's not very, like, homemade things. 
nobody wants homemade garbage on a tree. Well, I think when you become my a parent, mom, yeah, my when you become mom, a parent, everyone's like wanting to do those things. Well, my mom taught me at a very young age that when the kids go to bed, you move the handmade ornaments to the back of the tree where no one oh. can see them. No! Danette! <laughs> Did my mom deprive me of a childhood? <laughs> the verdict's out. Listen, kids, don't... I mean, listen, tell me if your parents were like mine and they would move our shitty little paper ornaments that we made in first grade to the back of the tree when no one was looking. I couldn't have been the only one who was bullied by my parents. <laughs> I think I was. I, I don't quite remember. I blocked a lot of it out. But yeah, I think right. I You're was. probably like, we didn't even get a tree. <laughs> we didn't even get a tree. We didn't have trees. All we, we got was Christmas manicotti. Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode. And that is Quip. It is time for some spring cleaning. And Quip has an easy way to start with your brushing habits. Just two minutes twice a day can help pave the way to a healthier mouth and mind. And now the whole family can get refreshed with Quip. The new Kids Quip has the same two-minute timer and guiding pulses as the original version with no childish gimmicks so they can brush just like a grown-up. So the new Kids Brush is the same as the original version, just tweaked for sized down mouths. It's an easy way for kids to be inspired to brush better and more often with oral care that looks and feels like the products the adults in their life use, and they're proud to use Quip. It can help develop a grown-up routine without the childish gimmicks. If you don't know much about Quip, what I love most about them is that the toothbrushes have a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and help you clean your whole mouth evenly. Because apparently, Apparently, 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't clean evenly. So you fix that, easy, good to go, your mouth is fresh. Plus, the brush heads for the Quip toothbrush are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. It's a friendly reminder for when it's time to refresh and to stay committed to your oral health. And that's why I love Quip, but you don't have to trust me. There's over 100 million happy, healthy mouths that do too. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com psycho, you can get your first refill pack for free. Again, that's your first refill pack for free at GE. E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash psycho. Thank you, Quip, for sponsoring this episode. We love you here at the podcast. Now back to the gossip. Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Mountain Dew. We all get bogged down with the mundane tasks of life, especially this time of year. But isn't it time you take a break from your normal, boring routine? Don't just sit on the sidelines and watch life go by. Get in the game! With the bold tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast, you can be having a blast anywhere. Having a blast at work, having a blast in traffic, having a blast while you file your taxes. No, really, we mean it. When we say anywhere, with Baja Blast now in stores everywhere, you can be having a blast whenever and wherever you are all year long. So what are you waiting for? Pick up an ice-cold Baja Blast today at a store near you. And for a limited time, with every purchase of Baja Blast in stores and at participating Taco Bell locations, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. This swag is available for a limited time only, so don't 
wait. Grab a Baja Blast and start having a blast right away. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 18 and up. Subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com. Ends June 15th, 2024. Void where prohibited. Thank you so much, Mountain Dew, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Let me tell you, I think Anthony grew up rich because I'm always, I am always like, you grow up with food? You well, had... Bitch, bitch, that's also what comes, I mean, this is, I mean, I know I'm going to make a blanket statement and this isn't necessarily true across the all boards, but I was going to say, this is what happens when your parents, uh, when you have two parents that are married and they have two incomes. Oh, <laughs> Uh, I see. <laughs> uh, I, uh, listen, I'm not do, saying my parents were saying? terrible. I'm not saying my parents were terrible, but I am saying you guys had food. Y'all had light bulbs. <laughs> you guys had towels that didn't smell like mold. <laughs> we. <laughs> That's me dragging you. <laughs> yeah, I know. We. I just have such vague memories of like, or uh, vivid memories of having to like, every penny like if the if we did not use our air conditioning period we did not oh, use the how heater, nice that you period how nice that you had air conditioning right rich well, yeah. <laughs> we did not use the di- we had a dishwasher but we did not use the dishwasher oh bitch i remember when we got our dishwasher it, oh 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 it was one of the best days of my life but it wasn't until i was in high school and i thought oh living in the lap of luxury now well, our family, because we had so many kids, we had a, like a system for the dishes. So like I would always put away, somebody else would always dry, somebody else would always rinse, somebody else would always take, because like all the kids, well, we collaboratively, get it. You we were very really happy, we get it. You were very happy working song from Enchanted. <laughs> we, <laughs> you I, were the rat, your yeah, well, sister yeah, was course. the pigeon, mm-hmm. <laughs> your brother <laughs> the was pigeon. the cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> Not the ravenous, ravenous cockroach. I uh, did you have chores? Oh, bitch! Yeah, and you know what we got for doing our chores? Nothing. Not grounded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Imagine an allowance. I can't even. Kids these days nowadays, allowancing. What are they buying? Well, I didn't have anything to buy, though. I did save up my money. I saved it up for the the Scholastic Fair, the yo-yo kiosk in the mall. That was about it. The Pokemon yeah. cards, but I had I befriended somebody whose dad would always give me a pack of Pokemon cards whenever I came over. And I <sighs> thought, well, well, I'm going to have to invest in this friendship then. <laughs> That's a nice dad. Well, yeah. What'd thank you have you, to do you. for him? <laughs> Just kind of smile with my snaggle tooth and my rubber bands. <laughs> kind of give him a little smile. Did you have colored rubber bands in your braces? I didn't have rubber bands, Corey. Did you have a cast ever? No, and I was very on the brink of breaking anything just for the attention. I wanted a cast. When I saw other people, you're like, who has doing insurance? That, Rich. <laughs> My parents said, if you break a bone, you buy the bone. Okay. <laughs> the closest I ever had to a cast was Jack was, and the Beanstalk, uh, 2002. <laughs> What does that even mean? When I was in Jack and the Beanstalk in 2002, oh, I was you a statue. Played, and the statue had and a I cast? was there. No, oh, the statue got there. cast? I was there with the rest of the cast. Mm, yeah. 
Well, can you believe for the 2002 <laughs> production of Jack and the Beanstalk, I had to provide my own gray sweatpants what and gray a- sweatshirt? Bitch, yeah, we had to supply all of our costumes for every play I did in high school and middle school. My mom had, had to my mom had to make when all three of us got cast in Alice in Wonderland. She oh, had to she make was working overtime. She had to make Jason into the seven of diamonds or whatever the fuck he was. Jordy was a toucan and I was a dandelion and I had to wear green denim. Not green denim. I loved that dandelion costume. My mom, such a such a whiz in the craft room. Well, she, was she working on things with grommets? <laughs> no, she just she. I think, I think lucky enough for me, I already owned a pair of green denim because that was uh, what was in fashion when I was in uh, third grade. I recently looked at a picture of what I was wearing in elementary school, and lo and behold, I I think I've gone through phases of thinking it was terrible, and now I'm back to thinking, ooh, that's cute. Mm, so you're going fashion back really into does your, work. You're going back into your garish phase. No, no, no. Are no, you here I, to serve camp? <laughs> what did you think of the the Met Gala? Um, okay, here's what I texted our friend Amanda. She said, oh, I need your opinion on Met Gala looks. And I said, every fucking time this Met Gala rolls around, I have no, like, warning about it. I just get home from work. It's suddenly six o'clock. Twitter's going off. There's all these people posting comments and pictures. And I think, how am I just now hearing about this? And I don't possibly have the bandwidth now to tweet about it because half of the fashion's already walked the runway and now I'm tired because it's six o'clock on a weekday. It is a lot to keep up with. I was like, if I at first was like, oh, I'll add some of my favorites to my Instagram story. And then I was like, well, I guess this is a commitment now and I have to like pay attention for the rest of the night. So all I saw were the ones that the gays were talking about and that's what showed up on my Instagram and my Twitter. All the usual suspects. I mean, I love how people always yell at me on Twitter after I say something <laughs> extreme on the podcast, as in, I don't like Hamilton, and then they try to tell me I'm wrong, and I'm like, you're allowed to have people in your life who just have a difference of opinion. Like, someone doesn't always have to be right and wrong. Anyways, I I, I didn't really understand Gaga's... Um, what, 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 was, what was the story she was telling? I think... I liked I the first look. It was, you know, that episode of Drag Race where Sugar did a reveal and then a reveal and a reveal and the judges said that it didn't get better and better. I mm. kind of felt that way. I, I liked her first look and I liked the last look, but I thought, what story are you telling me here? I thought it was good. I don't know if I thought it was like the best of the night for sure. Maybe not for me. I mean, I thought it was good and she like I had high hopes and high expectations and I I was not disappointed, but I have to kind of agree like, okay, well, look under, look under, look under, look. And the final look is just like bra and underwear. I'm kind of. I know to want more. I'm like, despite, I might. Give, despite the fact that like I, you just gave me the most. It's like maybe I didn't need the final, final, final look. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And I think I, I, I'll give her this. The what made it a success was the delivery and the performance of it all. Everything else, it was like, yeah, the looks are good and fine and cute and a little over the top at times, which is what you want. But like, what really sold it for me was the she. It was her moment it was her runway it oh was yeah her i liked it that was her, yeah. i just like that that little like pink dress i think maybe it was the like second to last one i don't know maybe it the, was this 
I thought, well, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I, I my concern with the the if somebody's look incorporates uh, a like props and things. Yeah, when the prop is the reason it becomes camp, then the look itself is like like then the outfit itself is not necessarily I, there. I got excited about her last look because it just reminded me of like. Uh, and you correct me if I'm wrong with the era, but it just reminded me of like Born This Way and it felt very like Mary the Night video or maybe it's Edge of Glory video. And I thought, cool, fun. <laughs> I want to hear a song of yours. But like, I don't know. I, I feel like camp was such a cool theme and I feel like so many people like just didn't really do it. It was, it was a very... I feel like a lot of the boys didn't really participate. Like it, it was just, a hit or miss just... night. I will yeah. say. And I love You the- can tell. But like, here, here's the thing. You don't have to get it. Bitch, that's why you fucking hire a stylist. Yeah. Like, if you if you don't get it, that's fine. People don't expect you to be a fashionista. But like, every single person that rock, that walked the carpet had a stylist. And all those stylists were paid buco bucks to understand yeah, the fucking theme. Not buco theme. bucks. That's what my grandma buco says. Buco bucks to get the theme. The- people that got it right. Darren Chris. Yeah. I loved his look. I loved Ezra Miller's yes. with the eyeballs. That was incredible. I thought it was like so like he did he did the homework, he turned his in his assignment on time, and he got full grades. What did Sean Mendez do? I thought I, don't want to, I you know I if thought, I have nothing to this, say, I'm not gonna say nothing at all. I thought, is this a L'Oreal hair color commercial where you fucking comb it through? His hair looked like it had some like gold tinge or hint or whatever, but I thought did he not? Did he come comb through the product? I don't know what's happening. If you don't come to the damn Met Gala on theme, then you shouldn't come at all. Period. <laughs> Point blank. Uninvited. And I don't care who you are. Kanye West showing up looking like that. Shawn Mendes oh showing up looking like don't that. Don't get me started Taren, on any of those Kardashians. What's his name? Taryn Edgerton? Yeah. Showing up looking like that. Who's that dude that played Rami Malek? Showing up looking like that. No. I, I, I am able to say, I appreciate you. I like what you do sometimes. But bitch, don't come to the party if you can't dress in the theme. That's Sorry. That's right. That's I mean, I think that. that just goes across all, all of life. If I'm having a costume party at my house and it's a fucking Tuesday and you don't show up in costume. Well, I mean, I probably wouldn't have a party on a Tuesday. But you know what I mean, bitch. Thank show you. Show up. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I, it is fun. It is a fun, like, fashion night. I like when they do... I like the... I encourage the people who, like, took risks. Like, say what you want. If people hated Katy Perry, that's fine. Like, at least she did something. I... Here's the thing. I loved Katy Perry's look, but the problem is Katy Perry does camp 24-7. Yeah. And, and so, I, it's it's hard for Katy Perry to stand out with something like that because it's kind of like, well, she would right. wear that to the VMAs. So. I completely agree. She would 1,000%. And it, it did feel very on-brand for her. I mean, even the like cheeseburger look that she changed into at the after party felt very like her dressed as a Cheeto. <laughs> Not a Cheeto. Um, but yeah, that was... I liked it. I just, yeah, I just wish more, there was more representation from some of the men because I don't feel like a lot of people ever do step out of the box. And here's, when the theme is camp, 
at the Met Gala. The Met Gala is excuse enough where you're allowed to get funky. You're allowed to look and be weird and different. Like nobody is going to judge you for trying. Yeah. People are going to judge you for not trying. And then when the theme is camp, it's like girl, like ugh, it's just I was. I found it to be annoying. That's all. How did, how did you feel about the YouTubers that showed up? We had um, Liza you Koshi. Think, you think I you think I even knew any YouTuber who went? Oh, go off. Liza showed up. She I, I liked her dress. Um, Lily showed up. She had uh, her dress was like had lilies on it, and so that was part of like the campiness over over the top of it all. And then James Charles was there in what looked like. Um, Coachella week two, day two, cha- <laughs> chains and um, Well, that's what I said. I, I really didn't dive too super deep into these looks because <laughs> I was like, the ones I think I'm supposed to see will probably get pushed to the top of my feed. And I feel like they did. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes some chutzpah to really kind of go for it. I appreciate that some people tried. I, I do wonder... Um, if they'll do better next year. That's Fingers all. crossed. <laughs> now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Parachute. Summer is almost here, which means it's time for outdoorsy people to do outdoorsy things, like brunch or lounging at a rooftop pool, because those count, right? But just because we're spending more time outside does not mean we're not excited for refreshing our interiors with light airy sheets, colorful striped rugs, beachy towels, anything that you could possibly need to refresh your life, you can find at Parachute. I am currently obsessed with my Parachute linens. If you are looking for a new way to fall asleep, I am telling you what, they are so soft and luxurious, but affordable and just, ugh, I love mine. I think you will too. If you want, you can visit parachutehome.com psycho, and you're gonna get free shipping and returns on Parachute's premium quality, very comfortable home essentials. Again, that is parachutehome.com. Dot com slash psycho. Thank you so much to Parachute for sponsoring this week's episode. We love you here at the podcast. I honestly don't know how I would fall asleep without you. Okay, now back to the gossip. Should we talk about the latest episode of the race? Absolutely. I mean, this is the first. Tell me, this is the first time we're talking about it before we actually watch the episode. So I feel like I'm going to have to do the heavy heavy lifting. Well, no, the first episode we talked about it before the episode aired, and because if if we had talked about it afterward, I would have talked about what they took out of it. Please and thank you. Go off. Anyway, so this episode, we are back in Vietnam. We're staying in Vietnam. I think we were a little. I mean, at least myself, I was a little surprised. I don't know why, because looking back at it and being a fan of the show, it, it seems like they usually do a double leg around this time in the race. So I remember that morning, though, I definitely did not think we were staying in Vietnam, and I was surprised when we opened the clue and it said we were. Um, I think it's because we were leaving so early in the morning, and I thought, we're definitely going to an airport. And then sure enough, we just went to wait outside of a like snow park in Vietnam. Yeah. And this is coming out of an episode where there was a non-elimination leg, and so... We were really hoping for just like the start of the day to kind of spread out the teams a bit, yeah. especially because we were at least a, a little bit in the front of the pack starting this episode. Yeah. And when we it's... showed up to the um, the snow palace or whatever it is, 
we were at least expecting, okay, maybe it's all gonna, it's gonna open at a certain time, but maybe it's gonna be pull tabs, which is something that they often do for challenges like this that start in the morning where you, when you get there first, you get like 6 a.m., you get to go. And then the next team that gets there maybe is 6.15 gets to go. Right. So while it opens at 6 a.m., it's at least, you know, cutting up at the least teams spreads and, and out the spreading teams them out in some capacity. So yeah, when and- we got there and it was just like all teams at the same minute get to enter, I was a little bit annoyed. I'm like, can you not give any advantage ever to teams that are like ever doing well? I mean, and it was just so interesting because the first time when we ran the race in season 28, both of our double legs um, in Colombia and in Indonesia, we did get a little bit of an advantage getting to rip the clue and find out we were staying in the same country. Um, we, we had a head start on those teams that we had finished ahead of. So it was kind of disheartening. I mean, every time at this point on the show, they, they rarely let you spread out. So I think we should start to get used to it, but it is always a little disheartening when you find out you're staying in a country and you don't even get to utilize the head start that you had earned the day before. So we get to the ice palace. We're reunited with every team. We're ready to go. And we have to uh, run inside and sled with a polar bear. I mean, it was like a whole five minutes, I think, we were in and out of that building. It was definitely cool, though. I mean, how often do you get to go sledding in Vietnam? Um, I think that was like a kind of cute, unique task. But as far as like the actual (laughs) amount of time that it took and the actual purpose it served, I don't think it was like really up there as super important. I wished that it had more something to it. I wish, yeah. you know, it's it's easy to look at it and be like, well, if I were in charge of figuring out how the day is going to be framed, I just want, I always want something that's going to spread some teams out. So like if there's a challenge at the location, not just like run in, get the clue, right. leave. And this um, truly was a, a run in, get out, leave, except for Brett and Chris who have to do their speed bump there. Um, everyone else is like in and out immediately and then immediately searching for cabs, uh, which was so, a nightmare. Yeah, this is one of the first times where you are kind of in the middle of nowhere and don't really have any like indicators of where to get a cab, how to get a cab, yeah. which direction you're supposed to be going. And this kind of like, this is really what spread out the group a little bit. And maybe it was shame on us because we did get there earlier. And now thinking about it in hindsight, it's like maybe we should have told our cab, hey, can you come back in a in a couple hours and kind of banked on that. I think that's what Rachel and Alyssa ended up doing. Um, But I don't think any of the other teams did. But at the same time, when we got dropped off there, it looked like a very like busy area. It looked like an area that wouldn't necessarily be hard to find a cab in the morning, but it surely proved to be, I think we also got hung up. I know this was one of the times where we got kind of tripped up on the wording of a clue. I vividly remember this was the time where the clue said, you should only take cabs from these companies. And you and I, along with a couple other teams interpreted it as we could only take cabs from those companies when that was not the case. And other teams kind of just took whatever cabs they wanted. Um, I remember that we were, we were heated (laughs) we were heated when we found out that that was not necessarily the case but it is it is interesting i I think compared to big brother and survivor 
I feel like a lot of times when they get challenges, they probably have like a formal like rules that they go over with the amazing race. When you rip a clue, it's just kind of you and your cameraman and it's up to your interpretation of what that clue actually says. They, so Yeah. They try to get really specific about the details and the like additional info of like what exactly you need to go do so you don't fuck it up. But sometimes there's going to be, mo- there's moments in those clues where it's a little bit subjective. And so if a team is able to like find some wiggle room with it and take advantage of it and other teams find out about it, it really is like a little bit of drama because yeah. it's it's just like it can be a matter of five minutes that change the a lot, a, a lot. A lot. So <laughs> yeah, so we, so I, so we get it. We finally get a cab. What happens next, Core? I was gonna say yeah. You'll see us fighting. Probably our first real like bicker moment on on the race. Um, but it was I think like I said I think we were more frustrated with the clue than with each other. Um, anyways, so we take the cab. We're off to the first roadblock, which turns out to be get your like moped license in Vietnam. And I think immediately once we found out that's where we were going, you and I had already discussed that this was going to be a roadblock that I was going to do. Not only because you have had at this point done more than I had, but also just because this is something that was much more up my alley than yours. Um, Balance and driving are neither of your two best qualities in this roadblock needed both of those. Um, I was, I, I actually think we were the only team that was not, uh, equaled out for yes, our at that point so. we were not uh and yeah it was i mean you'll see it on my face even the pictures they've shown me so far i look pretty terrified on the bike <laughs> i was not loving it i have no experience in riding mopeds or motorcycles and i think watching this this is one of those classic challenges on the amazing race where you're the people at home i just know are going to be like that is so easy and i assure you it is not i think all of the teams took multiple multiple tries at learning to drive this bike through a very small track that had kind of like trip wires on the side. So if you ever touched one of the metal bars, it would kind of trigger um, the the instructor that you had hit the bar and then they would ding it again soon. If you got like three of those, I think you had to start over, which was pretty difficult. Um, and we knew we were in last place when we got there. I remember opening the clue box and seeing the, there was only one clue left. And that's when we kind of looked at each other like, shit, we are in last place. I had faith in you. I, I thought it was something that you, I thought you could do, especially because I feel like you're good under pressure and it seemed like something your family and your brothers would have done. You know? <laughs> I, I, I remember saying, they were asking me like, how do you feel? And I remember saying, both of my brothers had a moped growing up that they shared and they were like, did you drive it ever? And I was like, no, they wouldn't let me. Um, <laughs> but Well, that's better than my family. When I was growing up, my parents were like, there, I have a distinct memory. The coolest kid in school had me over and he had like a four-wheeler. I had to stay in the kitchen while all the other boys were outside <laughs> playing on the four-wheeler. So it's like, I wasn't even allowed to be in the presence of it, let alone, yeah. you know, ride it. Yeah, and so it was definitely a stressful situation. Um, we kind of like looked at each other then and I think this is just how you and I always raced is we, we were, we're actually kind of comfortable racing from behind because we know when we get to the actual tasks, we can kind of buckle down and do it. it took forever to get to the bike ride. But once I was there, um, we were able to pass at least Corinne and Eliza and make up some ground on one team going into the detour, which again was then a very long cab ride. All we drove all over Vietnam that day. I felt like we were in the car for hours on hours yeah. just going which to the Which is a little different... stressful because the, the, 
longer you're in a car, the more you doubt the direction you're going or yeah. if you're even getting it right. Or when you see no other teams, it's like, are we going five and minutes Ho- out of the way? It's like, fuck, you don't know. And I remember Ho Chi Minh City had like zones is like how their neighborhoods are broken up. And I remember our cab driver telling us like, this is in zone three right now. We're in zone five or something like that. And I thought, well, shit, this is a long ass cab ride. Um, so anyways, we get to the detour. I don't know if they'll show it in the episode, but as we're actually pulling in, Colin and Christy run up and tell us to do the boating detour because they think it'll be more tailored to what our skill sets are. So, so once Colin and Christy tell us that the the like boating. going on the river one, the boating one is the better option, we trust them immediately. I mean, like at this point, like Colin and Christy, we're pretty close with, and. They're just not the type of people like the Afghanimals. Like, the Afghanimals yeah. would lie to you. And if yeah. the Afghanimals told us one thing, we would know that... To do the at least, <laughs> Yeah, they're at least trying to get us to do the wrong thing, or they're trying to get in our heads in some way of, right. like, like, I don't know, wanting us to think that this thing, blah, blah, blah. Colin and Chrissy, there's no games. You know what and I mean? Like, they would just tell us straight up. They haven't really shown it, just because there probably hasn't been a lot of opportunity on camera yet. But at this point, we had kind of been working with Colin and Christy for a couple legs and we really did trust each other equally. So if they were ever going to give us a tip, we believed them. And, and we, at that point, were giving them tips too, whenever possible. Right. Um, so yeah, the detour, we immediately said, okay, well, Colin said, go fishing. So we're going to go fishing. Um, and we pretty much grabbed our boats and our paddles and jumped in the river immediately. And I think right when we got in the water, we could see Janelle and Brittany were a little bit in front of us. Chris and Brett were a little bit in front of us. I think we saw Rachel and Alyssa still doing the like, what I still, we haven't even seen the episode, so I still don't even really understand what the other side of that detour was. It was something about building like a water wheel. And I remember we could kind of see them on the side of the river when we were doing it, but it was truly just a purely physical detour with the boats. And that was always going to be right up our alley. We were both comfortable on water and we just started paddling down the river as fast as we could. So eventually we get our uh, to the way of like all the baskets with what were what was it you had to catch fish? like they had a bunch of baskets at the end of the river and I remember you had to find one that had like five fish in it but the fish looked yes. like these little like leeches minnows. maybe maybe they that's look what like it little is minnows. yeah yeah um, so we we find the thing but at that point I, uh, is that when you cut yeah your hand I don't even know if they'll show it in the episode but at that point I slip because the baskets are so uneven and there were like people splashing you when we were traversing mm-hmm. the river and I slipped balancing on the basket and I cut my finger pretty bad. Like I said, I don't even know if they're going to show it in the episode, but it was something that I kind of had to deal there was, with for the, yeah, there was, <laughs> there blood, was everywhere. blood everywhere. And um, I was a little bit spooked by it because like, if you have an injury, like that really can be a reason that you have to like step aside and be bandaged. And like, that's a huge ch- time chunk. And that can yeah. like really kind of fuck you over. And I knew it like, obviously it wasn't your fault, but like, it's, you it's never the know. reality of the situation. Yeah. And it's like, you got you to step aside. You got to get the, the medic, blah, blah, blah. So we get back. I, we do pass. you the spider that was oh in, my the, God, um, in our basket? The, the basket? I wonder if they'll show that. I was screaming. We were we were messes at that point. Blood everywhere. Spiders crawling everywhere. Like we're You had to like lift your boat over people. these bridges. I remember we passed Janelle and Brittany on the river. I think we were pretty close to catching Chris and Brett, if I remember correctly. But then they had to stop and bandage my finger. In so the, what are we four episodes in? We got what th- third place? A third, a seventh, a fourth, and a fifth. 
Not so, bad. A little, a little different than our first time. <laughs> a on the little race different than the first in, time when we were the all first, time first we were on the race. Our seconds. first five uh, legs, legs we got first and seconds, Only. and then this time it's been like a roller coaster. Um, but as I say, but, but we the, survived. And the good news is we get to go to Dubai next. And Dubai was a place we had went the first time we were on the race. So I think we were a little excited when we saw we were going to Dubai. So Yeah, when, when I saw that, I, I felt a little bit more confident because, okay, at least it's a place we've gone. And I, I felt a bit of relief because anytime you're like having some trouble in a certain zone of the world to leave that zone of the world and go somewhere fresh, it feels like it like, okay, we're starting over in a new type of vibe. Yeah. We, I, I know we felt that when we were leaving um, like Georgia and Armenia and we had the some drama time. and trouble in our first time on the race. And once we left Georgia and Armenia, we kind of felt like we were shedding ourselves of like, okay, yeah. there's some negative energy with those couple legs. We're starting fresh. We're going to like do something else. It, you're so, like, exactly I, right. It does kind of feel like that it's kind of like we're leaving the past behind it's a brand new leg we're all on i i I think when we flew to dubai we all are on the same flights but that was a leg where we purchased our own flights we just all happened to buy the same flight so anyways i I remember thinking this is a fresh start all the teams are starting off on the same foot again and i know we feel comfortable when racing like all of us running out of the airport at the same time so that's all for today. That's the amazing race episode Shit. four. We survived Asia. Yeah. Where um, else in the world were we survive? We'll see. Yeah. And there's no episode next week because of the Survivor finale. So you got to wait until May 22nd to see us take on Dubai. And if you, um, maybe that's like a chance for you guys to catch up if you haven't caught up on everything. Smart, you can go smart, watch. Smart. Yeah. Or if you are all caught up on the season, feel free to go watch season 28 and see our first time on the race. Well, isn't that a great idea? Wow. Corey, where can people find you? I am online at Corey Cool, K-O-R-E-Y-K-U-H-L. And I am Tyler Oakley, T-Y-L-E-R-O-A-K-L-E-Y. Thank you for following on Twitter and on Instagram. We'll give you behind-the-scenes stuff of every episode. Plus, you can uh, send Corey your nudes on Instagram. Oh, my God. That would be so nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm here for you. I'm, I'm looking out for you. Okay, Corey, I'll see you later. I hope we like tonight's episode. Yeah, me too. Same. Okay. Uh, Bye, friends. Bye.